0: seated this morning. God bless you. God bless your week. The presence of the Lord in the house and it's just amazing. We trust that you feel it. Uh, Because God is God that's just not, you know, an abstract. He is a personal God. Would you believe this morning that God's got your future secured? If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, and if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, there's an invitation from him because he's went ahead and secured your future for you. He went ahead and designed and ordained your steps, steps that you'll take tomorrow. Even those this afternoon, oh, I know, you've went ahead and planned, and you know what I mean? And there are those uh, 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 ingredients, you know what I mean? And the, the routine of life, you know? We say, well, we gotta do this because of this. And it's true, but, you know, how'd you get there? So that's what you have to do. Because there has been someone that's, bigger and greater and more interested in your life as went ahead and working all things out for your good because you love him and are called according to his His purpose. I felt like there was a fear. I'm not exactly sure, you know, if it's one or two, and, and I'm just not, you know what I mean, you can get in the crowd and just shoot in the dark. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's not my objective this morning. He hasn't revealed who it is or what it is. Uh, you know what I mean? But but someone is is a little apprehensive. Uh, you know, a little unsure. Uh, it, it might even venture on the on the verge of you know being afraid. And you know, if that would happen to be you, the word to you is that God has secured your future for you. And not just your eternity, but he's gone ahead and secured, you know, the steps of you on a daily basis. He's secured it. What can separate us from the love of God? No matter what's taking place, no matter what's happening, it's not possible. You know what I mean? God's not gonna break rank. He's not going to break rank. He's not going to break out of who he is and, and what it is that motivates him, and that is that is love. Of all the forces that there are, and the challenges that come with those forces against you, very real. Some of them very normal. Some of them come from the powers of darkness, some come from the natural world. Some of it even comes, you know, from our own inadequacies and, you know, decisions that we make in life. But, oh, I'm so glad that he's a deliverer and a recoverer and a restorer. You. And you don't have to reap the full consequences of your mistakes or choices. And you are going to also get a whole lot more benefit from the investments that have been right and in, in good. So God secured it. God secured it. And while it looks like you know what I mean, uh, the waves and the, the ship, and you know, uh, you know, God has told you to. God has told you where to go. It's like he told the disciple, I want you to get in the boat, I want you to go to the other side. You know what I mean? He went ahead and said that this is is what I've got for you. This is what I want you to do. And all of a sudden, in that journey, there has come up some turbulence. Things that would seem to, you know, uh, they're swamping you. (laughs) But You can rest this morning. You can rest. He's secured it. Father, I thank you. I thank you. Lord, you want us to live a peaceable and quiet life in all godliness. That's what you said. And so I pray that this morning. In the midst of all that seems to oppose that will of you. A quiet, peaceful, and godly life seems to be dissipating, seems to be challenged. Well, Father, I pray that will of you this morning, that it arrives on the inside, and it plays out on the outside. peaceful. Undisturbed and godly life in this time now, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, the Holy Ghost is in the house. We've been talking about the kingdom of God, and we've just been all over the place. Not that we're lost, but there's just so much to talk about. You know, the, the scripture says that when it comes to the kingdom, it's, it's supposed to be something that's precious and valuable. So it's, it's something worth seeking. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. It's, the kingdom is worth seeking. I'm not talking about the extremism sometimes that you may have been introduced to, and I'm not saying that they're wrong and this guy's right and, and all of that. I'm just talking about, you know what I mean? There's something paramount and foremost that Jesus said even as we pray, we're to pray that his kingdom would come, that his will will be done on earth as it is in, in heaven. And that's not a small thing. Considering we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. And, and then we come, you know what I mean, and we have to wrestle against carnalness and we have to wrest against, you know what I mean, the, the mortalness of our own selves. But it's a kingdom that's worth seeking, it's a righteousness that's worth pursuing. He said, there's a reward that comes from it. And it's so big and it's so broad that he said, "I can't go ahead and detail it. He uses the word "all things." <laughs> Hallelujah." He said, "There's so many and so much." And I can't, you know, just name them one by one, but he said, "All things." See, all things are different in all you people. Or all us people. I want to be in on it. All these things shall be, shall be added unto you. He said the things that, that are applicable to life, that are applicable to, you know, you, to your living, to your role, it's going to be added to you. Now, if something is added, that means that it might not be presently there, but it's going to be when you need it at the right time. I'll add it to you. And so it's, it's, the kingdom is worth seeking, and it says in, in, in Matthew chapter 13 that the, the, the kingdom is worth valuing. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. And someone discovers it and goes ahead and, you know, notices the value of it. And it's, it's so valuable that, you know not I mean, he, He's willing to part with everything just to get the treasure that's in the field. And then to bring the ladies in on it, you know, he said, it's like a pearl. <laughs> That's a Don interpretation, all right? <laughs> but I mean, we gotta get the ladies in on it, you know? He says it's like a pearl that, you know, it too was in this field and didn't belong to you. But it was purchasable. It was attainable. And the value was so great that... They went ahead and, too, likewise, was willing to part with everything because it was more valuable than anything else. A kingdom that's so treasured, a kingdom that's so priceless that it's worth abandoning everything to obtain it. The truth of the matter is, the kingdom is your best buy. The kingdom is your best buy. Proverbs, or excuse me, the word says in Proverbs, chapter 23, 23, it says, buy the truth and sell it not. Buy the truth. Invest in it. And no matter what, the auctioneers from the other side comes your way and, you know, starts to make a bid on it. It says, put not for sale. Jesus Christ is not for sale. Hallelujah. Bible principles and Bible, you know what I mean? Uh, 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 uh. Ways, not for sale not for sale amen Amen. hallelujah it's a good thing and because he said i want you to know that god is not trying to withhold the kingdom from you he's trying to give it to you he's trying to give you the kingdom this morning i want to talk about unlocking the treasures Unlocking the treasures. I've titled it The Advantages of Giving Thanks. It's not Thanksgiving, but that's a good picture. It says in Isaiah 45 and 3, it says, I will give you the treasures of darkness. Riches stored in secret places that you may know that I am the Lord your God, the Lord God, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. Keys by which you can access the treasures of heaven. Peter, I'm going to give you the keys, the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Deuteronomy 28 says this, that the Lord would open unto us his good treasure. Proverbs 15 and 6, it says, in the house of the righteous is much treasure. Isaiah 33 and 6 says, the fear of the Lord is his treasure. Matthew 16, 19 says lay up treasures in heaven. Hebrews chapter 11 says the Lord is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Proverbs 24 says that through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. And it says in Colossians chapter two, it says that in Christ Jesus are hidden. Everybody say hidden. Hidden. Uh All the treasures. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge in Jesus, Jesus Christ. It's a month. And I say that, You know, not exclusively to the month, but to unlock the treasures. To unlock the treasures. And I think that gratitude is a key to the kingdom, to the treasures. Showing dreams and cultivating lives. I give you the keys. Giving thanks is that expression or that, you know, declaration, that using of the key of the gratitude that is in our heart. Why so? Because we need to take a position that... Satan, you can't have my miracle. You can't have my miracle. The advantage of giving thanks, an advantage means to be in a favorable position. When we give thanks, it refocuses our attention and it frees us from distraction. We want to turn a key. We want to cultivate something in our life. It relieves anxiety. It shifts the burden. It refreshes the relationship. It focuses on Him instead of ourselves. And it reinforces our faith. Why cultivate gratitude and thanksgiving or giving of thanks in our lives? Because so many things that it does, it gives us confidence in the future and helps us to see the past faithfulness of God. See, unthankfulness or ingratitude turns us into bitterness, selfishness. We're dissatisfied. Our heart begins to turn. One of the first marks of rejecting God is not thanking him. Romans chapter 1. The power. Why do you, Pastor, why do you want to? Because it's a key. That when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, nor were they thankful in their heart. Ingratitude points the arrow down. Gratitude points the arrow up. Oh, hallelujah. When you're thankful, there is light and illumination in your whole body, soul, and spirit. When there isn't then darkness begins to set in, according to Romans chapter 1. You know, and your thinking just goes into chaos. And it's like someone in darkness. Insecurity. Poor choices. And so one way we avoid the consequences is to have gratitude and give thanks. Thanks. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18. And everything gives thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Psalms 92 and 1. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. Giving thanks is not to be the caboose. Giving thanks is to be the engine. Yes. Not relegating the giving thanks, you know what I mean, till after something has been done good, but giving thanks because he is good. Yes. Hallelujah. It will begin to unlock the treasures that are hidden up in Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Not the caboose, but the engine. Scripture teaches us that it's good therapy. Gratitude short-circuits our dangerous, faulty thinking. It doesn't let it happen. It short-circuited. It is in this holy atmosphere of the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving that healing, miracles, and transformation is manifest, and our carnal nature is changed into the character of Christ because we become, you know, what we look at. The more we look at Christ, the more like Christ we become. Gratitude prevents the daily decay of common life. It takes the boredom out of it. It takes the routine out of it because it's breaking in with what might not be a routine. (laughs) A key to unlock some treasures that God has in store for us. Giving thanks is like salt that gives savor and flavor to food. Thankfulness gives some savor to life and zest to your speech and worship to your human service. It says that the joy of the Lord is I strength and that means power and emotional toughness and resistance. Giving of thanks takes weariness out of the regularity of Life, because when we enthrone God, God lifts us up. Number of people in the world, and you've met them there's grumblers, there's complainers, there's worshipers, there's praisers, there's thankful people. But when we live a life of thanksgiving giving of thanks you're going to start living the most enjoyable way that you can live. Most enjoyable way that you can live is you start giving giving thanks. It's also the most powerful way to live because it changes us and changes our life. It Opens up the gateway to abundance. It turns denial into acceptance and chaos into order and confusion into clarity. Those are not just sweet words, those are facts, church. Thankfulness is key to defeating our depressive. Depressing, depressive moments. It's an attitude, not attribute, it's an attitude that transcends your circumstances. It makes the load seem lighter. Psalms 50 says, Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you've made to the most high. Next frame. Giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep my path, I will reveal to you salvation of our God. What is he saying? He's saying that giving thanks helps to keep you on God's pathway. When you give thanks, you know, you stay on God's pathway. I love it. I love it. It's more than an action, but it's a heart that's been conditioned. Giving thanks is more than just an action. In other words, all of a sudden, we say we want something from God, so we're going to go ahead and give thanks. <laughs> no. no, the uh, the two-year-old, the three-year-old, you know, they pick that up. That's good for them. But it's having a heart that's filled with gratitude, and out of that heart, it gives thanks. Thanks for what you've you've done. Did you know that faith is not complete without thanksgiving? Without praise, it's not complete. It says in Colossians chapter 2 that we abound in faith with thanksgiving. So faith becomes more complete with Thanksgiving. What does giving thanks do? The therapy that comes from it. I'm going to give you four things that it does. It gives you a heavenward view. Psalms 121 says, My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. A heavenward view. 124 says, Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. So not only points us in the right direction, he's also declaring the awesomeness of who it is that's on our side and is willing to help us. In giving thanks, we celebrate with due praise his benefits toward us and credit his generosity to every good that comes to us. everything changes but God. Your financial security changes. Your family situations. Your personal health can change. Many things of life, you know, it says it's like a vapor even. It's hard to, you know, get a hold of it, to depend upon it. But God does not change. Malachi 3 and 6 says, I am the Lord, I don't change. Hebrews chapter 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Paul wrote in Colossians chapter 2, I believe it is, And he says that you've learned Christ and all of a sudden there are things that are coming along that's, you know, trying to change how you have learned him. You had strong faith and now things are coming along that try to weaken your faith. You trusted him but now things are coming along, you know what I mean, and trying to reduce the trust that you have the confidence that you have So sometimes we have to go back you got to go back to your roots you got to go back you know to those encounters those times with God when God solidified himself confirmed himself in your life you do May go back and fortify. Paul wrote to Timothy, he says, Timothy, I want to take you back. The faith that's in you started to clear back here. And it's moved through generations. If you learn Christ, that He's good, that He's powerful. When we give thanks, our hearts and minds are renewed to the knowledge according to the image of Him who created us. Our focus is on Him. We see Him more clearly and we're changed into His image. In gratitude, we remember that while life may feel bad, God is still good. And everybody said all the time. All the time. time. Unlocking some treasures. When we're thankful, we can rejoice in the name of the Most High, who is sovereign, just, gracious, merciful, and true, in spite of the earthly forecast. They tell me there's a, I don't know if we're getting it here, but there's a blizzard coming or some storm coming or some high winds coming <laughs> this, this afternoon. It's a forecast. Forecast. Well, you know what most of you are going to do? You're just going to step inside the house and <laughs> let the circumstances <laughs> get know the forecast go ahead and bypass you. That's what our faith does and that's what giving thanks does is we're stepping inside for a man shall be hallelujah Jeremiah, a man shall be like a hiding place. He shall be like a shelter or you know in a mountain, a cave in a mountain a lodging place in the mountain that you go in there while it's Earthly forecast is passing you by because you've taken your rest and your abode and trusted in the Most High God. You have an option, we have an option this morning to trust, you know, in a variety of things. Historically, in the old days, you know what I mean? They said some trust in chariots, some some in horses. Now, we don't have chariots and we don't have horses, but we have things that we trust in and we rely upon. It's okay to have uh, horses in the stall, chariots in the, you know, on the land, but he says, don't trust in them. At some point, they're going to fail you. I don't say you're not going to use them. It doesn't say that they're, they're not beneficial. It doesn't say, you know what I mean, that, 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 that they're evil. Not at all. But at some point, they're going to fail you. But God said, I won't fail you if you trust not in the arm of flesh. You can trust in your own arm. And there can be somebody else in your life that is, is powerful and is wonderful, you know, and they've been there so many times, but we have to be careful that they don't become our sole trust. They were maybe a channel, you know, that God used. God comes in more focus, more clearly. Psalms 92 and two, we're gonna declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. Hallelujah. I've been thanking the Holy Spirit right lately because he's been helping me, you know, wake up with thankfulness and giving thanks. I've asked him to help me. I just wanna, you know... Uh, I don't want Monday morning blues or Tuesday morning reds or yellows. <laughs> I just want to wake up and I want to give him thanks. Thank you. And it begins to, you know, free your own spirit. It begins to unlock his treasures that he says, I've got for you. When you are giving thanks, other people can take notice and see that your attitude is different, that you're handling life, that what you tell them you believe, your life is reflecting. And it works on a daily basis. So we get a heavenward view when we give thanks, and we also get an inward view. Giving thanks to the Lord changes us. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, I will keep him in perfect peace or he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you you, because he trusts in you. We have an anchor that keeps our soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll. You know, anchored to the rock which cannot be moved. Grounded firm and safe in the Savior's love. The book of Hebrews solidifies that. It said our anchor goes within the veil to keep us to, so we're not adrift in life. We're not tossed to and fro. Why? Because the God who calms the raging sea, He can calm the same rage that happens inside of us. Just a simple key to the kingdom. Give thanks. Not as a caboose. We should give thanks when he does something. But start moving it to the lead engine. And watch the treasures of God begin to be unlocked for you. Because it promotes peace in the midst of storms. It helps us to count our blessings rather than complain about our blunders. Let's let's deal with that a little bit. We all have blunders. We'll all have I wish I hadn't of or I wish I would have. After a while the wagon gets so heavy you can't pull it. But if we go ahead and just begin to give thanks. Don't complain about the what you didn't do or what you did do. Thank you, Lord, for who you are and what you promised. Thank you, Lord, for that you've got good plan for my life that you've went ahead and secured my future for me this is faith see faith is something that reaches hope is something that is not yet it's what the world calls crazy you're crazy But it's what you're hoping for. You start to thank him for what you're hoping for, and it's a good way to start it. Is just start out with, you know, who he is and what he is and you know what he's done and you know. And you gotta work it up up to. Will it feel hollow? right at first it kind of feels hollow but it's still truth it's shaping it's it's you know it's forming it's getting your mind in shape it's it's you know aerobics for your mind for your soul when we're grateful it, anticipation it replaces anxiety worship replaces worry and sometimes you'll have to sacrifice some things in order to cultivate giving thanks in your life Let us sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Sometimes you have to sacrifice self-trust. Sometimes you have to sacrifice human reasoning. And other times you have to sacrifice your personal expectations and your disappointment. But all of a sudden, when you give thanks, that gratitude begins to rearrange the interior of your heart, how it's doubted and how it's in trouble. Joy starts to grow in your life. And so you look at heavenward, you look at inward, and you look backward. You look and see how faithful God has been in your life. No, every dream hasn't come true. Everything hasn't turned out exactly what you were anticipating and, you know, expecting. But life is not over. God is not finished. The time has not come. The power of thanksgiving... Keeps the miracle going. Giving thanks keeps the miracle going. The ten lepers, they coming all nine of them or all ten of them were healed, and the one came back. And gave thanks. And what happened? The miracle. Kept going. A simple, you know, expression of gratitude that, that, that stops for a moment and doesn't, isn't just going to celebrate in the miracle for themselves, but is going to go back and thank the one that gave them the miracle. And woo, woo, it begins to expand even further. You see that, church? We can be so caught up in the miracle that God gives us. But if we'll go ahead and Give thanks. The miracle will keep growing. Ask my musicians to come this morning. I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) Everybody tell me, you're doing really good, Pastor. Thank you. Giving thanks helps us as we look forward. There are some things in life that just simply can't be trusted. Stock markets, politicians, I think that's the biggest one. Media people, even ourselves. But when we give thanks, we begin to be reminded That God is the one who writes the next chapter of our lives. He writes the next chapter of our lives. Can we miss chapters in our lives? Absolutely. But God, He told Joel, He said that there's been a lot of loss, there's been a lot of takeaways. You've had seasons that, you know what I mean, that should have been fruitful. You've had seasons that should have been abounding and they weren't abounding. But he says the good news is, I am a God that restores things. Even what has been lost, I'm able to catch it up. We're oh, such a not only loving God but wonderful God, you know what I mean, but a capable God, an able God. I will restore. I will restore that which the locust, the canker worm, you know what I mean. All of those things is you know. And, and what's interesting is is that that that. These things often happened, you know, because of the fault of the people, but God says, I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. (laughs) He looked beyond my faults and he saw my need. As you put the giving of thanks As the engine in your train and not the caboose, God's begin to open the treasures. I mean, he gives us everything on a daily basis, but he says there's some things that can be unlocked for you. I'm going to give you the key. Keys to unlock these treasures. He has been good, he will be good, and every step we take in the future because he lives. 13 and 15, let us continue to offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. There isn't anybody that doesn't have enough in the negative ledger that they could complain about. But if you look at both ledgers, there's more in the positive than there is in the negative. There is, church. Let us continually do it, he says. Do it all the time. Just giving thanks. Because when you choose gratitude, it's your journey to joy. It brings sunshine, it brings rain, it brings the climate that joy grows in. And all of a sudden, strength that, that just as, doesn't even hardly make sense, you find it being executed in your life on a daily basis. Stand with me this morning. you need unlocked? What do you want to see unlocked in your life and for your life? Maybe it's for somebody else. The keys are still the same. It works, church. It works. Give thanks. Father, this morning we are here to cultivate our lives and to execute some keys that you have designed as we unlock the treasures of the kingdom. Holy Spirit It's impossible for us to keep track of all these things it's impossible for us to you know make a mental note and in it not skip us and we fall into even old habits But I thank you this morning that old habits are being put away because you said Truth sets us free. Holy Spirit, bring the giving of thanks to the forefront of our train in our life. In Jesus name. Thank you for listening to this message from Bible Center Church. For more information, you can find us online at www.biblectr.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com BibleCTR.